Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Stacy again, from the risk mitigation side of Leader Solutions and Decision Support. And we have Terry Peters with us today. He's the founder and CEO of LSDS. And we've got a really fun topic that's kind of come up recently, and it's a really big one. Our topic today is effective communication in the workplace, also known as less is more. This topic impacts all of us daily, and we're able to see so many really great ways of tackling content, process, and effective strategies associated with communication. And we know many of you are curious if what you are transmitting was actually received. And some of you are trying to figure out ways to make the communication process work to your advantage. Now, I will have a little caveat here. We usually try to have these podcasts be really timely, about 15 to 20 minutes is our goal. This is a pretty big topic. We're not going to run way over, but we're going to give it space to really get this information to you. So that's just setting you up to get comfortable for this one as we roll into this here. So my first question is, why, Terry, is this so important now that organizations are breaking out of the restrictions associated with COVID? Stacy, thanks for having me back. I really appreciate your time. And as I mentioned before we started recording, we're getting really good at these, at least based off the feedback and the comfort level between us as we do these is just getting better. So thank you for that. This topic has been coming up quite a bit. In fact, recently we finished a couple workshops associated with communication and the organizations we're working with, we're finding that there are a lot of factors that are associated with why is this topic coming up so often right now? And I think leaders are really beginning to deal with and manage a lot of changes in the workplace. If you remember, we were in a hybrid work environment or a work away from the brick and mortar locations. Now, as we're more hybrid and heading into back at work type environments and still dealing with remote work and travel is beginning to pick up. In essence, the workplace is in a state of flux right now. So leaders are really focused on how do we communicate effectively? What we're finding in many instances is that there are great initiatives with respect to communication, sometimes the process and then content isn't quite right and delivery is hit or miss depending on the organization that you're working with. So critical all the time, but we're finding more emphasis on it right now because of all of the changes that are going on in the workplace. And let's not forget that many organizations are leaning into the potential for an economic slowdown. So they're also trying to make sure that they're using their time as effectively as they can as we head out of the last month or so of calendar year 2022. As we talk about this, there's a some realities here. Time is precious. And when you do get time and time is available to you to communicate with anyone, use it wisely. A few years ago, I was working with an organization and a story comes to mind that really speaks to why not only preparation, but effective content and then a little bit of homework matters. But I had the luxury of shadowing some senior executives. And in one of the meetings, the meeting was between a chief executive officer and two vice presidents. The meeting content wasn't clear. The purpose of the meeting wasn't clear to each of the groups of people, the CEO and the two leaders that came into his office. And so I watched for about an hour and a half as leaders really talked past each other. What was clear in that point was that some of the best practices we'll talk about later had not been applied and they failed to start a, a meeting with the simple approach of 
the purpose of this meeting is. So as we think about those best practices, often they're just the basics really delivered consistently so that expectations are managed and people know what they're communicating about and what the expectations are associated with those interactions. And I think that's a kind of a great start point for us as we get into this discussion about effective communication. That's awesome. That really is very relevant, I think, to a lot of places right now. So this is going to be good for people to get that information. So what is the best approach when thinking about communication? I think as we engage this, it's important to remember that time is money, right? And in all businesses, and I think this ability to understand that the time that you get with any anyone, your peer leaders, your team, is incredibly important. How much time do you really have to convey your thoughts? And what's will someone actually read what you're writing if you put it in an email? Those are all organizational dynamics that you have to work through. Our approach focuses on clarity, content, and delivery. And I think that's where we spend the most time coaching. And as you know from working here, we champion those focus areas a lot here at LSDS. Absolutely. So with those three focus areas, can you dive a little deeper into each of those individually? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first, let's talk about why this matters. If clarity and content are delivered inappropriately, it could absolutely adversely affect your goals and objectives of the meeting, the communication you're sending, and in many instances, the larger objectives that you're trying to achieve, both organizationally and professionally. And so we talk about each one of these areas, and also critical to think about is the alignment associated with your communication. The mindset that you have going into it, uh, often that tone or inflection is if you're writing is transferred or if you're in a meeting, very clear to see, but also alignment with the purpose of the communication. Why am I sending this email? Why are we having this meeting? What are we going to achieve by this engagement? Those things are extremely important. Also understanding the relationship and the relationship dynamics of a meeting or where the information is going to flow to. And I think that's also when weighed against what are the established protocols that are in your organization. We often work as a visitor inside organizations, and we often ask a lot of questions early on about what can we expect as we go into this meeting? What can we expect for a communications process? What are the ways in which information flows up, down, left, and right in this organization? So that alignment is extremely important. Clarity speaks to brevity, right? It's that ability to get across your thoughts succinctly. One of the folks I was able to work with recently was General Darcy Rogers. And when we were working together, he said a great phrase that I stuck in my head to use forever, which was, don't tell me everything you know, tell me what I need to know. And I think that's a great way to think about clarity and content specifically and how that's going to be delivered in an organization. So if you think about those areas, it doesn't matter if it's a meeting, if it's a brainstorming session, email, working chat groups, whatever, succinct, focused, and then delivered accordingly so that it makes the right impact and carries the right message wherever it's going to travel to. Perfect. Perfect. So kind of leading off of this, what is your expectation of our team here at LSDS? And what do you coach other organizations as far as best practices? Thanks, Stacey. One of the areas where we are always improving is our ability to leverage the homework needed 
to go into a meeting or work on a project. It's homework that really allows us to go into any situation and be effective and think, what does homework mean in a business setting or in any of the organizations that you're working in? It means being prepared. And that's the little bit of time you need before you begin to make sure that your notes are succinct, to make sure that you have your key talking points, to make sure that any statistics and data have been extrapolated and you can deliver those accordingly. But homework is one of the most important things that we do. And then a few other things, leverage read ahead documents. If you are going into a meeting or if there's collaboration that's going to occur or anything else, read ahead documents are a great way to get the information out there. And it saves you from having to go through information that could have already been known and therefore making meetings longer and people often losing their way in those meetings. Whatever it is, email, meeting, collaboration, whatever it may be, state the purpose. If everyone in the in the room or everyone receiving that communication doesn't know why it's being sent, then you run the risk of just getting out of alignment. Prioritize the delivery. And, and this speaks to, when I make this note, I think I have a meeting with a senior leader. I have a little bit of time and I need to make sure that the key points that I have to deliver get across. And so prioritize the delivery. Know exactly what you want to deliver in sequence by priority and what are the so what's of that information that you're going to share and, and you're going to speak to. So prioritize key performance indicators, statistics, and effects. You know, recognize what you're delivering and how you're sending information as it relates to your strategy. Zoom out when practical. And by that, I mean, set the context of why this information matters to the greater good or any of the components of strategy that you're working on or these near-term objectives, but often lose our way with communication because we forget that this thing is directly related to the larger effects we're trying to achieve as an organization. So why this matters related to something bigger, and that's going to help, uh, it's going to help people understand why the communication matters. Mm-hmm. Summarize, right? I think, I think important, whether it's a meeting or email or anything else, we are advocates of putting key takeaways in the first two to three lines of an email and then give more content and context later if needed. But that way, you're respecting the fact that most of the time, people just don't have enough time to read all the emails that come in. But it also works that way for meetings. It also works that way for brainstorming sessions, the so what of it. Here's what, we, what, here's what we've done and here's what we've accomplished. And then if necessary, identify the next engagement. I think that's extremely important to figure out what are the next milestones? What are the next steps to be done? Where will we speak about this again and understand for clarity how that rolls into just sequencing and time management? Some things that I would encourage you to avoid Lengthy rapport building. And again, I'm, I'm in that meeting where you were called into the director's office and the director says, uh, hey, Stacy, how are the boys? What that doesn't mean is you give 30 minute update on the last great adventure. It's they're doing fine. And I'm glad we could have this time together. And I'd love to fill you in some other time on how they're doing. It's wild at my house, right? And I think that allows you to keep the meeting on focus out, letting it drift and turning into a social event. Avoid pessimism, right? And I think tone, professional delivery of anything and optimism are the ways to bring people over to make sure that your points are getting across and leave people motivated versus defeated with respect to updates and reports. 
That's not saying don't deliver bad news. If it's bad news, you've got to deliver. Don't have a nasty tone as you start the day. <laughs> Two words, wondering and wandering as you avoid those. Wandering around, not having a purpose, not staying focused, and then wandering, right? You know, I wonder how this is going to turn out. If you have any focus in your organization, trying to avoid those types of uncertainties are extremely important. Also, hope right? Leveraging hope as a course of action. Someone told me a long time ago that hope is neither a viable course of action or an effective skill set in times of crisis. As it turns out, it's not really an effective course of action or a viable approach to problem solving in the workplace anywhere. So I think avoiding that one of your approaches and courses of action is something to avoid. Also, I'd encourage you, especially if you're in a physical setting, now that we're rejoining those don't ignore the nonverbals, right? If you're in a room and you're presenting or if someone else is presenting, be mindful of the nonverbal communication that's going on in the room. Read the room, pay attention to the room. Don't get fixated on your slides and make sure that you're actually ensuring that what you're transmitting is being received and you're paying attention to when someone has a question, when there's a sidebar that may benefit the group pay attention to the to all of those because the nonverbals will tell you what those cues are long before the verbals will. And then as we finish this, Stacey, the other part of this, and you've already mentioned time, but be cognizant of folks' time and then how else you need to follow up with respect to any of these meetings or communication that's appropriate. I think that's so huge. And I think people will be more willing to like come to another meeting when it's this focused you're respecting their time and their space and everything, and you're communicating that well. These pointers are awesome. So just to kind of summarize, here we go, what we've discussed here a little bit, and then I do have a couple questions at the end if we can throw those on there. To summarize what you've gone over here so far, this has come up a couple times, time is at a premium for everybody. So just keeping respectful of that time, yours and other people's as well. Alignment, you've mentioned that a couple times, to make sure that you're productive with your meetings, with your communication, everything, without wasting anything. Set the conditions. You said that, and prioritize what you are delivering as well. So it's, it's got that level of importance. Helps with that clarity you were talking about as well, too. Wondering, wandering, and planning around hope should be avoided. Those were big ones. Do not sound like you're, you don't have it figured out. You don't know what's going on there. Avoid those. Um, and then summarize and follow up. I think that follow up is a big one. Definitely learned that from working with LSDS is to have that next step planned, discussed, and potentially on the calendar at the end of a communication, a meeting, whatever. It just really helps keep things flowing. When this is all done correctly, you'll only hear well done and you'll probably be asked to teach others which is awesome. And so here we are learning from you again to deliver some more impactful communication, which is really huge. It's really huge. I think it, as we talk about this, it, it is important. And one of the things that we do here, and, and I know many organizations do, is we work off a lot of shared documents and collaboration. Yesterday, I had an op sync with Angie. And one of the things that she has, has for us is just all of the initiatives that we are tracking, the major ones, and what are the sequential steps of that and what's next. And that speaks to leader obligations and what the critical tasks are and where Hanum and I need to apply time. That's an example of not only a read ahead, but homework 
so that when we're on those calls, our ops sync lasts 15 minutes. And that gives us the ability to just make sure that we're hitting the highlights and we stay focused. And that's a wonderful example of effective communication, leveraging the read aheads, doing the homework, and making sure that your time is used optimally. And I think if that's an example, but many other organizations are using like methodology. And I think as you look for those best practices, it's important to, when it works, proliferate it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Great example. So if we have time, I've got a couple questions to tag on here. Sure. That works. Okay. So first one is kind of leading off of what you talked about there. What about communicating on multiple platforms? What are the pros and cons there? Oh my gosh. Thanks, Stacey. We, you know, we're blessed here, right? We get to work off email, text, and then if we need to share documents and accordingly, we're on a meeting, we'll have a chat session going on. We don't sign on for multiple other platforms, Discord, Slack, numerous others. And one of the reasons we don't do that is because we've seen a lot of organizations get lost with the sheer number of platforms and the way the subgroups can get built out of it. So if you are an organization out there that has many, many platforms that you're using, the critical decision to be made is what is being communicated on what platforms? Often when we hear, hey, we're not communicating effectively off of a survey, then we get this, okay, how are you communicating? And we'll find that from the senior leadership level, there is a good, effective stream of communications down and and out, but it's not making it all the way to the front line. And there's several other factors here, but one of them is that often it gets so diffused by the so many platforms that no one knows where to look for the most updated information. So finding what works for your organization could very well mean less is more. And because if you have so many places and leaders don't know where they should put their information, they don't know where to go for key employee feedback or team feedback, then you're lost. And if you're a leader out there and you find yourself wondering where you should be sending information, it's probably an indicator you've got too many platforms. If you are communicating consistently and you're receiving feedback, consistently, you're probably in that area of the optimal number of platforms you're working off of. But if you wake up every day and you're frustrated because the information you're sending isn't getting where it needs to get to, then it's either content delivery or platforms are are not where they need to be. And I would encourage just a a good look at those. Awesome. That is very helpful. And then second question, the last one I've got, what can leaders do when their team surveys come back with responses that reflect that communication is ineffective? Yeah, thanks, Stacy. This is a couple things, and I'm going to tie into one of our other podcasts we've done and probably one we'll do in the future, but this speaks to the knowing your team and effective circulation and therefore effective communication. First is to figure out what is it that's needed with respect to information flow. And that's a matter of if your surveys are anonymous, Hold some town halls and get that information uh, back to you, what, what's needed and, and what's not working. Analyze your systems, analyze your processes, and then ensure that those critical things, where you're at, where you're going, how you're going to get there, those things are communicated, as well as celebrating your all-stars. And when you're making changes to your organization, whether it's adjusting your values, reinforcing your culture, whatever that may be, find ways to communicate that. And this isn't always in a meeting, in an email. Often it's just 
people speaking to people with key talking points, which is another incredible way to get information across an organization is leave your desk, go see people, communicate priorities, listen intently, make changes in your organization, and you're going to find good leadership practices are nested in good communication and vice versa. And I think as you tackle this, any organization that's out there, if you're doing great things, fantastic, please keep doing more. If you're struggling, we encourage you to learn and analyze and then make those necessary adjustments precisely. We spend a lot of time in this space. We like to help organizations understand and communicate more effectively. And that's not only just mapping it, but also figuring out what are viable solutions. But it gets down to what is working and what's not working and make the necessary adjustments. Perfect. That's awesome. So I don't have any questions from my end. I felt like this was really helpful. Terry, really appreciate your time and knowledge in this space and taking the time to share it and get it out there. People want more information to contact you. Where are they going to go? Where can they reach you? We can always be found at our website, lsds.us. Our ability to be found on every social media platform is out there, thanks to the great the great marketing team. And when in doubt, just send me an email, terry at lsds.us. I'd love to respond and go from there. It's not too hard to find my contact information out there. But Stacy, thank you for another great session. And I really appreciate your time. And I hope if you're listening to this, that it resonated and continue to make a great impact for your organization.